Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of The Silent Entrepreneurs, a place where we talk with budding entrepreneurs or people who have already built their empires on how they have went about doing that, the challenges they have overcome, the hurdles they have faced and the Amazons they have crossed. Today, uh, we are actually celebrating the Women's Day and uh, being that Karmic is completely built on the support of ladies out there who are doing amazing, wonderful things. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today. That's Deepika Rehan, a founder of Health of Women organization that works around holistic employee well-being and is also the founder of Corporate Diva, which focuses on building women leaders. She has been awarded Top 100 Global Diversity and Inclusion Leader by ET Now and in person applauded by Shari Blair for her work towards building women leaders. She has also been recognized as the top woman CEO for building women leaders during this pandemic. So welcome ma'am, we are very glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Right, so uh, there's a huge whole list of awards and other mentions that you have got, but would you like to expand on some more? No, I think you've been quite uh, precise in, in uh, highlighting a few. I think the one turning point award uh, was being awarded as, uh, you know, the uh, Indian representative to Israel for four week on a scholarship by the government of Israel for innovation in women's health. And uh, through that as well, my exposure towards, you know, uh, cultural sensitization, cross-cultural sensitization happened. So that was a, that was a key one as well. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you have been across the breadth and span of the world, traveling around and meeting amazing people and actually building upon the woman leadership across the world, right? So how did this journey start? So for the journey to start, I think, let me take you back a couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. I've been a very uh, ambitious, growing up, was a very ambitious young uh, lady at work who mm -hmm. wanted to kind of pretty much you know, who had her growth roadmap in place, who had her plans right and um, all of that. But then uh, life happens and then, you know, I had to move countries. I had to, uh, you know, be on a forced sabbatical because of visa issues and all of that. Mm -hmm. And also, apparently, my health was hugely compromised. Uh, so when I got back to India, I wanted to establish, no matter how small a platform, I wanted to establish a platform which gives women an opportunity to uh, focus on their health, prioritize their well-being and more importantly to build a support system where a woman no matter where she is in her profession life cycle, mm -hmm. be it uh, you know a woman graduating out of university to get her corporate ready, mm -hmm. to emerging women leaders, to even senior women leaders who need that nudge towards segueing into the boardroom and along with that returning career women and women entrepreneurs one today addresses to this entire life cycle of women professionals uh, very keenly taking care of their upskilling and their support needs at every right. uh, every given stage, which are unique to every stage. Right. So, so that's what got me started where there was a lack of a platform like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, a woman's journey in particular is, is a little more tough than what it is to her male counterpart. Right. Um, and uh, that's what led me to build Women Leaders. So this is almost mainly based on your own personal 
right right absolutely i think uh, you know people often fear and uh, look down upon upon their pitfalls or mm-hmm. their failures and things like that i can proudly say that i've built a global organization on my failure so uh, yes that was the turning point where i myself experienced it both from a health perspective as well as a lack of support perspective um, and that led me to build what i'm doing today so it's been a great 8 plus years of journey right uh, that's spanning like across the breadth and span of the globe uh, from what i've heard you have even met shri there and uh, met many new entrepreneurs out there inspired many entrepreneurs out there Right. So, so it's been an eight-year journey on the social entrepreneurship aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've been in the workforce for close to two decades now. Ah, okay. So, uh, so I was, and that's where you know, again, one thing usually that I would want to kind of communicate to to women out there that often we negate our sabbatical from our work experience, mm-hmm. right? But trust you me, whether in India or abroad. Uh, more, I mean, more effectively abroad, when I was there, I would walk into Indian embassies there, mm-hmm. and I would tell them that I am newly uh, relocated to the country, mm-hmm. and uh, here are my skills that I bring to the table. Anything needed by the Indian embassy, mm-hmm. where my skills could come handy in terms of HR or training and development or whatever, um, I'll be happy to assist and assist pro bono. Okay. So normally, you know, pro bono work is not considered work. But yeah. there is immense life skills, immense leadership skills that one learns, mm-hmm. and that's why I do not negate those years away from my work experience. I've been at work. So two decades, and again, you have ventured out into the wilderness, right? Uh, going out there and actually asking someone for their help, or even just asking for opportunity, that takes a lot of effort and guts, right? See, opportunity. One doesn't have to ask for opportunity. One has to identify opportunity. Yeah. You know, at every given stage, uh, I have, especially when I've encountered situations that have been unfavorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are always two ways. There are always two choices that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always chosen to identify opportunity in adversity, mm-hmm. and do what I can do towards leveraging it. Right. Um, later on, one sees that all right, whether it it flourishes or not flourishes, but that's that's the risk taking appetite that I have, mm-hmm. and I continue to do so. Right. The we always like to say the single most toughest thing to do is take that first step. Once you cross that threshold, things will work out. Right. You will make them work. Uh, so building on that, I think is one of the major goals that you have in your organization too. If I'm not wrong, right. Absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, and especially since your platform is all about women and women entrepreneurs, uh, you know, there comes a time and space in life where you have got a good enough experience on various facets. Mm-hmm. And I personally went through a phase where I thought I could do uh, a lot of things very well, mm-hmm. and I thought I could contribute to a lot of uh, areas in terms of my skills. Mm-hmm. And that's where one grapples with identifying. What is my purpose? What is my focus area? Because right. uh, to make things progress for you, you've mm-hmm. got to fo- be focused on a particular area. Mm-hmm. And I grappled with that that I was probably jack of all trades at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got to give the process some time. You've got to give the journey some time. And the journey then, and if you're committed to it, mm-hmm. and you're open to falling, getting up, rising, uh, and and all of those risk taking. Mm-hmm. The journey guides you towards your purpose. Mm-hmm. 
Let's take uh, uh, my journey for example. I started off with the Health of Women Forum, which was more about employee well-being and holistic well-being and stress management. Mm -hmm. That's when I got exposed to so many women at work mm -hmm. and realized a gap where a woman could, you know, take the ownership of her own self-growth mm -hmm. and invest in her own growth. Uh, keeping aside any support that she gets from her profession or social ecosystem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would say that, you know, instead of looking out what do I start with, just start. Right. right. Take that plunge. And mm -hmm. if, you know, uh, if, if the option is not to get weighed down, mm -hmm. then the only option is to float. Sure. So you will learn to float. Right. right. So the biggest adversity you have is yourself at some point. Right. I have experienced, yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And again, uh, so it started out as how, right? And now it has expanded to corporate diva. And uh, what do you feel is the goal that you wish to achieve? At, at what point would you say, okay, I have achieved what I set out to do, right? Is there a certain uh, milestone that you have in mind? So for me, um, you know, I always say that life is always WIP until finally it's RIP, right? <laughs> so, um, and in terms of achievement of goal, I can say today that I've achieved where I wanted to be, but I have I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish? No, there is a long way forward. Mm -hmm. And as a vision of the work that I do, I want Corporate Diva to be a global platform where, and especially now leveraging everything is being pivoted online. Mm -hmm. So uh, my vision for Corporate Diva is going to be that one-stop shop kind of a global platform where any woman across the globe has right. access to genuine, affordable, unbiased, non-judgmental guidance and support. Right. So that's where I see. And, uh, and do you see that missing in the outside world right now? Is there a lack which you are trying to fulfill that's absolutely uh, not addressed right now? You know, I wouldn't say it's missing, mm -hmm. but I think it's existing or it's coexisting in bits and pieces. Right. Corporate Evo brings it all together. Okay. You know, so because we address to the entire life cycle of a woman mm -hmm. professional, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of work going on in, you know, early startup, like your work, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of going, work going on in organizations where they kind of invest into women leadership development, mm -hmm. but there's separately a lot of work going on for entrepreneurs um, and returning career women. Right. Corporate diva without being industry specific, mm -hmm. without being sector specific, because we have very little to do with their academic knowledge um, of their subject matter expertise. Right. We have a lot to do with leadership, which is an inside out journey mm. and which can pan across that this entire spectrum. So it's it's that platform which bring, addresses to the entire ecosystem and right. I see a lack of that. I wouldn't mm. say that there isn't one, mm -hmm. but there, we definitely need more work to be done. Right. And how how was it for you starting on this journey, right? Uh, what are challenges that you face, especially considering that you are a lone woman out there fighting in the world filled with male corporates, right? Uh, how was the journey for you? Uh, any specific pain points that you felt uh, caused you to feel like, okay, this needs to be improved and I should take this upon myself? So I think I'm not on a war footing. It wasn't a fight. Right. Um, it was a journey mm -hmm. and I, would continue to call it a journey. Mm -hmm. um, yes, there have been challenges. Every mm -hmm. journey has their own set of challenges. My biggest challenge was that I was trying to put across a concept which at that time mm -hmm. was had a very boxed perception to it. Mm -hmm. Right from the term diva, right? right? Uh, I had literally walked into organizations where I 
wasn't allowed to even go near the DNI or the HR guys because okay. they thought that Biva means it's a fashion show for women at work and uh-huh. they said ma'am humko rap pop nahi karana right? right so crossing that journey but I was determined with the fact that Biva is a feeling and every woman can own that feeling mm-hmm. not basis her physical appearance but basis right. her credibility basis what she brings to the table basis right. her potential and the value add that she brings to the table mm-hmm. and that's where in my journey a lot of mentors as well advised me to change the name if it was going against my whole mm-hmm. philosophy and ethos behind it but i believed in it so much mm-hmm. uh and and that's where you know so this whole thing of uh, you know somebody saying that she's got an adiva program and she's got women to walk the ramp one has to kind of and especially when you're moving out of box perspectives mm-hmm. you will face that challenge i faced it but today uh, corporate diva is a platform which is supported by mr mohandas pai ms sherry blair gulpanag abhinav bindra um and and so many more eminent people mm-hmm. so definitely my belief in the name mm-hmm. has shown results but right. for that it's been a very very persistent journey right. and not for a day did i lose confidence in in my belief right. um that's one thing then again uh like you said you know you started up just by yourself and yes i started up absolutely by myself uh it's been a tough journey where I had no fancy name tag of an organization mm. or a designation behind me. Mm. You know. Uh so the only thing I had with me was the Pika Trainer. Mm. And it's been a journey from being uh, you know uh, just another uh, woman at work mm-hmm. to establishing a presence. Uh, a lot of that stemmed from what I thought of my own self. Yeah. And if I thought that I could make it and i had something in mind which was different and which was the need of the hour and the conviction i believed in it mm-hmm. uh providence has made that belief come true as well right yeah. so you are a testament to what you are doing right uh, that anyone out there can be like you as well well if that's what you <laughs> want to say yes uh, i do very proudly stand testimony of the fact that uh, one person is enough to create a a you know wave which has its ripple effects right. and uh, it's it's uh, very very heartening to see that that those ripples are now reaching across the globe right so and, and you also truly believe in personal branding right from uh, our talks i know so that you actually focus a lot on personal branding uh, compared to just corporate building right of your own company yeah See personal branding when we talk about it a lot of us feel that personal branding means that you know you're digitally marketing yourself well mm-hmm. and and all of that according to me personal branding is what is the story that i have to tell mm-hmm. and trust you me uh, everybody has a story to tell and we have all walked unique journeys yes uh, most of us take it as a part of the process and keep it to ourselves mm-hmm. and only highlight what has gone right and you know the bigger picture mm-hmm. but I, i chose to even if you read my blog i chose to go down to thread bear right. right and and talk about it and write about it right. i had nothing to hide right um and that's where uh it it today yes you can say that it's a personal branding story but for me it was just journaling my own journey mm-hmm. for me to look back and see that how has this journey been for me mm-hmm. and uh, 
for for the audience for the people to understand that what goes behind the making of something things just don't shape up like that there's a struggle there's a journey behind it uh, and and to bring forth that journey so personal brand like you rightly said is important but i think there can be a can't be a better personal branding uh, you know kind of a strategy than authentically owning and giving out your story Right, right. Because that, that's going right. to be unique. True. Because most of the people out there, uh, it's a lot of fake things going on in the world. Right? Social media has allowed you to build on uh, stories that are, might be true, might not be true and no way to verify it. So when people see that authentic feel to it, right, they, they recognize, okay, this is a person whom I can trust. And I think that's what you're building on here. right? Uh, for people who haven't seen, please do go check out her blogs. Uh, I for one read it like whole night. Uh, I was sitting up at two just reading about all about you, right? And uh, it was very interesting. Didn't blink for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you. So it's been uh, uh, quite a journey for you. Uh, but what would you say uh, to the budding entrepreneurs out there who are looking to jump into the ocean? How do you go about doing it, right? What What is your uh, tips? and tricks that you feel that they should know and what are the pitfalls they should avoid at the start? Sure. Um, I love the word ocean that you've used because there is something that I personally live by is that it's according to me it's never a drop in the ocean it's mm -hmm. always the ocean in a drop. So believe in yourself, mm -hmm. believe in what you're doing, how convinced are you about what you're doing right. and and you have to give it time. Mm -hmm. No success story happens overnight, right? Um, you know, sometimes people come back to me and say, also for eight years you've done enough, you, you know, you've done very well mm -hmm. and things like that. But it's not been eight years, it's been 20 plus years, you know, that mm -hmm. seed was planted. It's almost like, you know, any success story from, uh, for me is like that bamboo tree, mm -hmm. that you know, mm -hmm. for the first five years when you plant the sapling, it right. doesn't grow, it doesn't right. grow. and around everywhere you will see that five years you know those shrubs will become literally trees right. and you're still there you know it's not growing and the moment it crosses about five years uh, this thing right mm -hmm. uh, that's when you see it shoot up right. and then it shoots up right. nice and tall right. but you've got to believe in those five years of not shooting up because it's that True. that's the time it's building its roots True. so for our budding entrepreneurs one is believe with conviction what you have set out for. Do you believe in it? Forget anybody else. Would you mm -hmm. buy your product? That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Second is, uh, like he said, the personal brand part of it. Today, we're such a privileged lot of us because we have so many free apps, so many free tools, you know, like your blogs. Mm -hmm. When I started writing my blog, uh, I, there's so many platforms that offer free blogging, uh, you know, this thing. So don't worry about you always have to have the .com to start with. You can have something with a dot .something and .com, right? But at least start documenting. That's one thing. Leveraging uh, apps is another thing. Uh, keep on telling your story. Good, bad, ugly. And own it. And then slowly, slowly you build a network. Interact with people. Now, networking again is something that, you know, people say that, okay, let me go to that networking event. I will meet 100 people and that's going to be awesome. Right. Networking is not just meeting people. And today, mm -hmm. more so when you're not able to meet people. 
Networking is just going out, learning from others and staying connected with them. Yeah. And that's what is going to translate into effective networking. Yes. You can have 25, 30, 40,000 followers on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Not one converts. That's not networking for me. Mm -hmm. right? I have just about 10, 10k followers on LinkedIn. 9.8. Yes. <laughs> right? Uh, you've done your homework well. Um, but I know for sure when things like the Global Summit came into being or, or anything where I needed that space to reach out and, and have people stand by me, mm -hmm. I had my network stand by me. True. So, yeah. so it, it's go, you've got to keep the bigger picture in, in mind right. and take small steps towards right. it. So there were two takeaways, key takeaways here, right? Uh, first, I loved what you told about uh, it being a journey of 20 years. It, it's true. I mean, you have all these success stories coming in and people love reading those success stories. They don't realize how much struggle goes behind them, right? Especially in terms of not just one company. For example, Pranash Shaw, if you take, he's running credit right now and just over a month, it's shot somewhere, right? Uh, the valuation is in billions. But it's been a journey of multiple experiences. He has had pre-charge. He has had previous experience that has built up to this and now he is at a point where he can just go and he knows the ecosystem in and out and he can just build on that, right? So that, that experience does count a lot. Uh, it does count a lot. I'll tell you, I was in a space where you were qualified from the ACE uh, institutions of the country, <laughs> you were doing well as a professional mm -hmm. and you were in a foreign land. Right. I was in Moscow for five years. Mm -hmm. One didn't know the language. Mm -hmm. The temperatures were a whooping minus 30, minus 40. Mm -hmm. I was raising two children up at that time. Right. Literally from one diaper to the other diaper, from one meal to the other meal, and then both of them throwing up and all of that. And we don't value all the learnings that we get from that phase. Mm -hmm. We only remember the lows, mm -hmm. how miserable I felt. <laughs> what did I learn? Mm -hmm. I learned in a foreign land without knowing the language, uh, bringing up two children, acclimatizing them to minus 30, minus 40 degrees temperatures right. and yet doing your chores that you had to do, mm -hmm. uh, be it grocery shopping and things like that. So I learned Russian language. Mm -hmm. I went to the Moscow University. Okay. Uh, I couldn't sign up for the full-time uh, course there because I had two babies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I spoke to a professor there. She believed so much in my hunger to learn. She said, okay, I'll, uh, after my lectures are done, I'll come to your house and teach you Russian. Right. And uh, then you give your uh, exam for the language and I did that mm -hmm. I was in touch with the Indian Embassy yeah. uh, so this whole thing of you know how do I make it happen mm -hmm. you just have to step forward, step forward. Yes. tell your original story right. and not everybody will believe it but whosoever believes it latch on to it leverage that and learn from them right. and don't now that's why also I focus a lot about the economic importance of a woman uh, mm -hmm at home. Mm. She, the, you look at how colossal the amount you've got to spend when it comes to caregiving, when it comes to yes. nurturing, your, your play schools, your nannies, your nurses and all of that. Mm. And if you're doing mm. it yourself, one is that you're bringing up children on your own with your set of values. Mm. And second is so many economic benefits, uh, you know, to it, which are undermined. Right. So don't undermine that. Mm. Uh, and, and I think you have to be very clear in your communication to your uh, family. Right, right, right. Especially the family support is extremely pivotal, I'm guessing, right? Uh, not just guessing, of course it would be pivotal. Uh, 
How has that been in your own journey? So in my case, since I was, uh, my in-laws and my parents are based out of Delhi, mm-hmm. and I've never been in Delhi for mm-hmm. the past twenty years. Okay. So so when you <laughs> say support, <laughs> right? So when you say support, yeah. I always had zero support from the family. Of course, they were visiting and all of that, mm-hmm. but. Um, I learned at a very young age to create support wherever I was. Mm. And that happens when you communicate and when you trust. So um, when I was, uh, you know, wanting to upskill myself, let's say for the language class or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would tell my friend that Mm. I have this lecturer coming for an hour. Would you watch over the children? Right. So she would say, great, I'll, I'll just, even my kids are of the same age, so we can just have a play date with them. And I utilized that time to go for my uh, classes. There were times where my professor was in, but I wasn't in because one of my child was unwell. But they understand. Worst case, you pay transport or damages for, for that thing, or you get charged for that session. That's about it, but life doesn't stop. So I've learned to create a support system. Wherever I have been planted and replanted and uprooted and replanted or whatever. Mm. But uh, again, one mustn't count anybody as a given support. Mm. Your parents are aging. Mm. They can have uh, fitness issues. They can have wellness issues. Mm. They can have various diseases that may not keep them that energetic to take care of children. Mm -hmm. Um, You can be in different atmospheres altogether. Right? right. So don't count on support that if I get support is when I start. Start and build support. Right. <laughs> so life throws you curveballs. It's always there. You need to just keep going and be prepared for those. Right. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't mean that you don't uh, take precautions or don't work on them previously itself. But no, and do your homework. Yes. Right. Right. So let's say if I want to, I may have been in a corporate, uh, you know whatever, a manager or a leader or whatever and I had to have this, go through this phase of sabbatical or I want to move out and become an entrepreneur and I want to do soap making. Mm. You better know the ABCs of soap making and what can go right and what can go wrong and whatever, right? Mm. That, there's no shortcut to it. Right. So if today, if I'm talking so much and so passionately about women leadership development, it's because I have done my homework right. I have spent hours and hours studying data on what the World Economic Forum data is and what the Harvard Business Review data is and what we can see reports on women leadership is, um, where is the gap, what right. needs to be done, right? right? Uh, and how do I correlate that to my journey? Mm-hmm. How do I associate it to, to all of that? And that's where I'm out here. Right. I can't say that I felt a lack of support system and that's why I'm here to build a support system. And mm-hmm. support with what? <laughs> Right, so the homework has to be done. Nobody right. should be able to question your capabilities, your credibilities, mm-hmm. and that's a very strong space to be in. Right, right, right. The, the age right now, unfortunately, has shifted to wherein uh, people just take the liking of the word entrepreneurship. Right, uh, of course, it's amazing that we have kids like uh, 21 years old. Uh, last podcast, we had a person who's setting up a shop in Church Street, just a single sandwich he sells. And he sells out almost every day, just a single sandwich. Yeah. The conviction that, uh, and he has just ventured out, right? He's showing the people out there, the people behind him, how it needs to be done. And he's just 21, right? A- age is not a matter now, but you need to be 
sure about what you're doing and you need to do your homework before venturing in. Uh, people love to fantasize about entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, there are lots of ups and downs. There, the experience accumulated over years, it becomes what matters in the end. Right? And no, but also when you're talking about entrepreneurship, right? Uh, a very valid point that you spoke about was that there's so many people talking about it. It mm-hmm. sounds very fancy. I'm my own boss. <laughs> I work my own hours right. and, and things like that. You've also got to decide that is it a stopgap hobby mm. or is it a sustainable business that you're building? Right. Right. And your vision has to be according. Mm. So, okay, I'm I'm on a sabbatical for whatever reasons, for health reasons or whatever. That's mm-hmm. why I want to do soap making. So you have those two, three years of soap making in hand and, and then you can still be very successful in it. But if you're saying that no, soap making is my passion mm. and I want to make soaps and organic soaps or whatever, right? right? Then you've got to look at it for a long stance mm. and hold at it for a long stance. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, I mean, uh, because if you don't, then those years of effort mm. completely gets wiped out. Right. They, they have a stats for this. They say uh, two or three years, if you manage to hold on to this, right? Hold on to your passion, hold on to what you believe in, things will scale from there. Your efforts will start showing results, but two or three years in terms of entrepreneurial journey is very tough, right? It is, it is, and uh, you know, it's very fancy talking about funding and and all of that. Uh, But you've got to see that how financially, economically viable are you Mm. for somebody to invest in you? Would you invest in yourself? Yes, that's the biggest question. That's the biggest question. As soon as you can answer that, you have answers for all. And questions. have you invested in yourself? Right. 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 So if you can answer those questions, right. that would I invest in what I'm doing, and mm. uh, you know, uh, do I feel that's credible enough? And would I have I already invested or not? Mm. So mm. if you put in your money, then you know that you're going to go after it, right. Right? right? And are you building something where? Tomorrow at a later date, if somebody came to you mm-hmm. to put your money in, would you build? Would you put your money into something like that? If no is the answer, you need a lot more work to be done. Yeah. If yes is the answer, then keep on going and then forget about the money coming in. Right. It right. will come right. in. If you've right. got a great product, if you if you're solving a problem, mm-hmm. if you're giving a solution, there will be takers for it. Right. Quality over quantity, right? <laughs> so uh, you have. Now, uh, established corporate Diva to 12 plus countries, right? How has the transition been, right? So you used to focus completely on offline sessions. You have basically a cohort system. Actually, before we get into how scaling has happened, would you actually love to expand on uh, the cohort system of what you're doing in corporate Diva? So as I said earlier also, corporate Diva solves a very simple problem of a platform for support and upskilling needs mm-hmm. of a woman professional, no matter where which trajectory she is in her professional life cycle. Right. Um, and the so that's done as you rightly said through cohorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is not limited to cohorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it the range is from say as I mentioned earlier as well, right from you know university classroom mm-hmm. to corporate boardroom. Right. That entire journey right. is being addressed too. Right. Uh, the range of the cohorts range from I think about two days to mm-hmm. three months mm-hmm. um, and uh, the value that we bring is that beyond a learning module one is none of our modules are automated 
Okay. They are all live module okay. modules, right? right? Second is uh, we don't. It's not open for anybody and everybody to just walk into it. Mm -hmm. You can register for it, but it's very. We have a very selective uh, registration process, mm -hmm. so you selectively onboard it. Okay. Uh, and a lot of that depends on how bad you want to be there. <laughs> how bad do you own your group? Right. right. right? Um, and the third is that once the cohort is over, mm -hmm. you automatically become a part of the corporate diva tribe, right. which is that support group, a corporate sisterhood kind mm -hmm. of a support group for women at work, where you become each other's champions, you become each right. other's cheerleaders, right. you guide each other, you mentor each other, um, and, and you build each other. So your your you know your your journey up uh, mm. up and above is not alone while you're traveling up you're pulling someone along with you mm -hmm. and that's where you will see more of us there mm -hmm. uh, in, in leadership and decision making positions yeah. uh, it's it's no more a, a lonely Same journey yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically this is a very selective group but how was it when you started it out how was the response of that among the crowd because right now it's a cynical world Right. If you tell someone that, okay, I'm doing this for free, no one will believe you. Right? Getting in people, uh, spending money for themselves is a very hard thing to do. Right? So how was that journey? How, how was the starting point? I am especially curious about that because the starting point is always the toughest one. Yeah. Right? For us, the starting was very, fairly easy. Uh, <laughs> the network you have built over here, yes? Um, not really because that's uh -huh. when I newly moved to Bangalore. Okay. Uh, my network was a, also wasn't that strong then. Mm -hmm. But the word Diva attracted a lot of people, right? right? right. And uh, the, the start was not that difficult. In fact, mm -hmm. for my first ever cohort, right. um, I had about, and my batch size, I freeze it at about 18. Mm -hmm. I had 16 participants uh, for the first cohort itself. Okay. The journey from there on was know. tough. Right. That okay, now you have brought in this set of people, right. you have given them that value. Right. Now what is important is how do you sustain and build on to that. Mm. And trust you me, first time sometimes just happens by fluke, by not that much of effort. I wouldn't right. say that it wasn't effort at all, but it wasn't that tough yeah. also. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. uh, but the journey from there on to evolve, right. to keep adding value, right. to sustain, right. and like you rightly said, to have people and more so women mm -hmm. invest in something called leadership growth and development. Mm -hmm. One would understand that if you ask them to invest in a ring or a piece of jewelry or a sari or things like that, where they see a tangible benefit right. in front of it. Yes. Right? But leadership is not something which comes, okay, right. all right, here is my trophy of mm -hmm. leadership kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an ongoing evolution journey. Right. So that's been the tough one. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we've, with God's grace, been able to add that much of value mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. women realize the worth of investing in themselves. Right. Though it's still a, still a struggle to make women understand mm -hmm. to, to invest in her growth. Right. But uh, once she does, and with the credibility of the platform behind now for so many years, right. uh, right. that's that's something that we want more and more to be done. Right. Uh, again, you are being very humble when you say that God's grace. Uh, it's always what I have found from personal experience. Uh, any luck associated always has a precursor with some action that you have taken. It's always something that you do that brings in that luck component. Because without you doing anything, luck will now just come in, right? In fact, uh, <laughs> luck, I don't count it as a component at all. Right. I'll be honest, I don't count that as a, uh, this thing. Because, yes, you like you rightly said that it can't just happen like that. 
there have been times where one has faced deceit. When I was initial, you know, as an entrepreneur, all I knew was this is the work that I want to do. I had little or no knowledge about how to get it organized, what are the logistics behind it and all of that. So I had people coming and cheating me worth of lakhs, right? I had people coming and, uh, uh, you know, on purpose putting so much of pressure that no, Diva is like this, Diva is like that, so that I could give up on my concept and they could grab the concept and build up on it. I've faced all of that, okay. right? So uh, it's it's not an easy journey. Mm-hmm. You will have, and that's where your self-belief comes into play. Right. That's where your network and your support comes mm-hmm. into play. Mm-hmm. Because I was always on the verge of giving up and saying that maybe I'm not doing something right. I'm over-believing in myself. Mm-hmm. But then I had my, by then I had built this tribe of women right. and who said that, how many testimonials do you want? I'll tell you how I have benefited. I'll tell you how I've benefited. Right. This is what right. I have done at work right. from Corporate Diva. This mm-hmm. is what Corporate Diva has done to my life. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. all of that came together is when they picked me up and said that you're not giving up on it. Mm-hmm. So you will and every person does go through that journey where besides being on the right side of the track, they are made to feel that they're worth nothing. Yes. So yeah. that either they give up and the competitors uh, progress or they give up and their entire concept is snatched and built up by somebody else. And I was in that vulnerable situation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the tribe didn't let me give up. That's a wonderful tribe that you have built then. That's right, I mean. yes, yes. And that happens only because of, of the, the authenticity that's gone into it. No put-ups, no facades, right. nothing at all. You've come here, have we been able to add value? Have we been able to make a difference in your life? Right. Have we been able to make you believe more in yourself? Right. And have you been able to translate that in a professional uh, scenario? Mm-hmm. Have you given back something right. back to your organization? Right. If you've right. got that whole journey of tangibility right, mm-hmm. then you know, then obviously people will come back and stand by you. Once you have that value, people will come in. Like the value is the first step. Once you build that value, things will start falling into place. See, because for us, it's not a number game. Right, exactly. I'm not playing those numbers that I've onboarded 1,000 women, 10,000 women, 2,000, 5,000 women. I've impacted 50,000 plus women, but they've all been through 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, and that's how they've built up. So we've got to stop running behind numbers. We've got to start running behind impact because numbers will go up and down. But your impact, if you've genuinely created, mm. will always back you up. Right. And, and that's been my learning. Right. And now you have expanded to over 12 plus country. Right. So let's come to that part. How have you actually gone from offline to a community where everything is online? Right. Uh, COVID has brought in many changes. And for you yourself, it means uh, online presence of cooperative work. Right? Yeah. So how did that transition happen? And That's a very interesting one. That's why it brings a smile to me. <laughs> Again, it was challenging the status quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself was a believer of impact happens only in an offline scenario. You know, oh, when, when okay. two people sit together, uh-huh. you're reading each other's body languages, mm-hmm. I'm picking up vibes, are you connecting with me or not connecting with me and all of that. Right. None yeah. of that happens in an offline scenario, in an online scenario. Oh, yeah. So when um, actually, uh, you know, uh, in, in Jan 2020, mm-hmm. we were up in presence in terms of we were in Bangalore and Delhi mm-hmm. and uh, I was working on Mumbai mm-hmm. and Hyderabad to be launched. Okay. So two cities pretty much, or maximum three cities in presence mm-hmm. and uh, one or two in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. 
and then covid happened so i was like what do we do should we take a step back and just wait for this whole thing because according mm-hmm. to me i have, it had to be offline and all of that mm-hmm. and then the team team came together mm-hmm. and they said that tipika uh, we have nothing to lose so why not pivot online right. and see how it works for us mm-hmm. it will be like a you know a scale for us also to understand that yeah. can impact happen in an in an online setup mm-hmm. does it match up to the quality of impact that we've set standards for right. and then let's take a call mm-hmm. yeah. we were all you know how the world was you know absolutely free at that time so we said great let's pivot online right. let's see right. that risk appetite is important right. and we had nothing to lose mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we said great we'll pivot online mm-hmm. let's see if it goes well mm-hmm. it gives us more work to do through the year right. if it doesn't go well right. we have to wait and let's plan something for the times when this gets over mm-hmm. and we launched our first cohort mm-hmm. uh, online mm-hmm. uh, and that's now termed as cdx because it's an extension right. of the cd program right. we were able to execute exactly how we execute our offline listing in fact my mentor same impact my mentor who's mm-hmm. who's a tough guy mm-hmm. in terms of you know complimenting mm-hmm. right he will always make you push for more um he turned around and said that and he witnessed those first cohort himself and mm-hmm. he said dipika and i was like you know things have gone wrong and we just kind of lost it kind of the thing and uh, he said dipika i want to tell you one thing mm-hmm. i didn't feel it was an online cohort i felt as if i was in that conference room with the way we've been doing the cohort so far right. and i could connect with everything that was uh, done in terms of learning in those two days online and i had goosebumps i said my god the one who's <laughs> toughest to kind of you know kind of come up with a compliment if he has said that that means we've been able to successfully create an impact and in the first cohort itself mm-hmm. um cd with the reputation that it carries mm-hmm. we had international participants so we actually had women from the us knocking mm-hmm. for the indian standard time cohorts oh. stay up against the clock all night just to be a part of the corporate level leadership lessons that that's what i mean that's very rare in india so <laughs> yeah so so when that happened is where uh, this entire pivot happened and mm-hmm. then we we landed up doing i think work that we hadn't done put together for the past 2 years what mm-hmm. we did in the covid times right so we like <laughs> multiple one cohort after the other one cohort after the other we launched a new 3 month program for senior women leaders also okay. we executed those as well um and then uh, you know came to a point where again we were sitting and discussing that cohorts are going well how mm-hmm. do we now leverage this whole wide ocean of people mm-hmm. that we have access to mm-hmm. and that's where i said that okay this is the time we need to use technology to our benefit right and we're now going to think beyond so uh, we mm-hmm. we started planning a space where we said that now is the time we've had enough of conversations on leadership development mm-hmm. diversity inclusion in our social professional ecosystems in a domestic setup right how do we take the wave outside Mm-hmm. and that's when we planned the global summit mm-hmm. which had 21 experts coming in from 12 countries across the globe including abhinav bindra sherry blair uh, mohandas pai gulpana right. they all signed up for it and we just concluded the two day summit which was huge because we had 700 participants mm-hmm. from across the globe from 17 countries logging into that summit right and that's how we leveraged you know the the silver lining of connectivity in the dark cloud of pandemic 
and uh, and currently as we talk the team is working on connecting with people across the globe to come up with cohorts mm-hmm. exclusively for their time zones because we realized that you know, it was tough for those women <laughs> from the US right. to stay up all night right. to be a part of our cohorts right. in the Indian Standard right. Time. Right. Right. So for, for entrepreneurs out there, it's taken just 12 to 14 months to pivot from three city presence mm-hmm. and planning for two more cities to 12 country presence. And that to 700 people. 700, 700 is a massive number for a yeah. conference. Yeah. Especially online, I, I can just imagine the numbers crunching behind in your team, them pulling out stats and fixing things. And, um, yeah, but it wasn't that of... crazy. It was, quite, it was quite nice because it was something new that even we were working right, on. Right. And, uh, you know, the summit is available on YouTube as mm. well. Uh, those who want to see that, that address to people coming in from the lens and breadth mm. of the globe mm. to talk about important things that a woman goes through in her life cycle. Mm. From the imposter syndrome to biases and stereotypes, right. To men as allies for women's development, mm. because I believe in person, I believe that progress cannot be isolated to a gender. True. It is a hand in hand journey. And then to have uh, women uh, senior coaches mm. come up, then we spoke about the economic importance of diversity mm. for organizations. Mm. 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 And just the day of the summit, I ended up reading an article mm. which said that the gender gap to date. Right. Has costed the globe seventy trillion, the seventy thousand trillion dollars, or seventy trillion dollars, okay. huge, uh, huge number, <laughs> huge number, right. and that's where today we are not talking about giving a favor or doing a favor for women leadership development. We're talking economic importance. Right. Right. We're talking in the next three years adding three trillion dollars to the economy mm. by the presence of women and what they bring to the table. Sure. So we're talking facts and numbers. Right, and. We believe, at least uh, I truly believe, uh, the day that feminism uh, is not required anymore is the day that we have actually progressed as a yeah, society. Yeah. I'd love to right. call uh, the work that I do is building leaders and not women leaders. Mm. Uh, right. But till then, I proudly say that building women leaders because I'm not just putting this up, mm. go to any statistics. Globally, pick up a McKinsey report, pick up a uh, World Economic Forum report, you have the numbers there. Right. Especially the McKinsey report, it's so extensive. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, I took a whole day just reading that. <laughs> the, and the numbers are pretty mind boggling, as you just put it. Yeah. Right. And um, it is not an Indian problem only, right, right. it is a global problem. Right. Right. There is global underrepresentation of women at work. Right. And again, you are coming in there. Providing the place where people can grow and hopefully this impacts and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there more and more, right? You definitely see me out there more in terms of uh, making a lot of voices heard. Right. Uh, Definitely. I'm working towards that. Uh, My team is working towards that. And uh, I think it's become an agenda, a mission to... Till now we were in this small little, you know, kind of pond Mm. thinking that Mm. whether we're doing fine or not. But when we compare it to the larger... Uh, global ecosystem, we realize we're not alone in this. Right. So, so all the more reason for the voices to be heard and the difference to be made. Right, and there's a whole a group out there just waiting for you to drop in, right? Give them an opportunity. Let I them hope so. Keep my fingers crossed. I hope so. But I'm not scared. You know, I love that saying which says that uh, I know what I bring to the table, so I'm not afraid of eating alone. So even if it's a walk that I have to walk alone. Right. I will because I believe in it. Right. 
self-belief in the end it all boils down to that right yeah but the, the, again self-belief backed by homework right <laughs> can't discount that. yeah yeah definitely can't right and uh, again you threw in some big names there share you guys especially i mean what was the story behind that how did that even happen i mean uh, that itself is very huge so Sherry Blair has uh, something called the Sherry Blair Foundation for Women right. in Business right. and it's a free mentee mentorship program mm -hmm. and back in 2016 is when I was a mentee on mm -hmm. that platform mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, CBF for the first time ever was mm -hmm. coming to India in 2017. Okay. So when they were coming they did their uh, you know uh, survey and mm -hmm. uh, they wanted to have some mentees interact with Ms. Blair mm -hmm. herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I happened to be the only mentee who got an opportunity to sit on the yeah. panel with Miss Blair because mm -hmm. of the work that I was doing. Right. So back then I was even a smaller known or lesser known uh, name and CD was still in the process of evolution which even currently mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you do the work right, uh, you don't really we've not invested in marketing to date okay. we've not had or neglectable uh -huh. marketing uh -huh. budgets uh -huh. it's only and only the work that is spoken and we've done that right and that's where it's you know coming to the forefront so when i reached out to the you know i just wrote a mail to sherry blair that uh, uh, you know this is the kind of summit that we are planning and all that go ahead you have my support i have a commitment for that day i will not be able to show up in person mm -hmm. but i will send a recorded video for uh, your summit right. and that's what happened with uh, mr mohandas bhai as well i had never known him or never met him mm -hmm. earlier i just wrote him a mail with mm -hmm. the summit mm -hmm. right in five minutes i got a response that i'm on for it count me in okay. and <laughs> uh, you know uh, and, and then uh, was the tougher part uh -huh. was to then do the homework on the statistics of the data that he had worked on. Right. To study all that data mm -hmm. and then bring up the highlights of his data points. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of work goes in, but uh, yeah. It's all experience that builds in, right? Now you have the experience of organizing on a world level, right? And uh, we are now ventured into online. And especially online, that will help you grow, reach out to the many people out there. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I believe that even if things go back to normal right. and all of that, I think the world for, for a while is going to continue yeah. on a hybrid right. model, right. for sure, right. if not a completely online model. I mean, many companies have now shifted to work from home, completely. I mean, even if COVID yeah. gets over, they, still, they realize the, the impact that also has. Right. Covid has brought in some good changes. Overall. We were spending so much of money in flying people across and yeah. boarding, lodging, F and B, and all of that to <laughs> organize a summit like this. We would have spent like a bomb on it. <laughs> and this happened what on Zoom, right? Right. right? All we did was to upgrade it to a webinar account, mm -hmm. and we had the whole world without yeah. the travel, without the right. F and B, without the boarding and lodging. There's so much of cost right. and carbon footprints. <laughs> true, true. Right. So. You know, environmentally better as well. Sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also that now uh, it, it's at a stage wherein people are realizing that uh, online doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have that connect. Right. You can build in that connect. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, your 
advisor himself not being able to tell like as good as offline situation yeah. online it will bring more and more technology yeah, what used to happen was let's say a video like this right yeah. you wouldn't needed those fancy lights and fancy equipments and all of that true, right true, true. you can go to my linkedin profile not a single video mm-hmm. has had all of that all of that tamjam of the logistics right. because today the world is absorbing data which is relevant mm. content which is mm. relevant mm. gone are the days of the frills mm. Mm. so mm. you don't have to be in a studio setup you don't have to be with the lights camera action kind of a setup to have a conversation right. you just pick up your smartphone film yourself express your thought with all genuineness with all authenticity nobody is bothered about how you you know because you, mm. you should be decently uh, shown up but right. nobody is it's okay if it flickers a little if it, it, it's okay if it's not hd quality mm. How relevant, how authentic, right. how impactful is the content? Right. right, And if you're providing that, the world is your stage. The value that bring you in the end. Right. Yeah. So again, uh, our setup here is just basically two cameras. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, hope you don't mind the bad qualities. It will. It's going to stay like that for some time at least. <laughs> no, that's why I'm a huge uh, promoter of uh, startups with an intent, and that's the reason why I took out time for my schedule right. to be here because. Uh, you're developing a platform for uh, women entrepreneurs. A lot of them are homepreneurs, mm-hmm. and um, I think they need the right kind of nudge mm-hmm. and the right kind of platform to at least get started on mm-hmm. on the work they that they dream of. Right. And hopefully, even this platform, this uh, signing entrepreneurs, how we started was because we met so many amazing people out there. I mean, uh, just two months, and the number of people we have met and the passion in them is just. It's amazing, right? I feel my face flushing right now when we just talk about them because it's that amazing. And we felt that there's a need for voices to be heard out there, right? Uh, but now that adds on your responsibility yes. of sustainability yes. of their dreams. Yes, yes. yes. That's we, we, we realize that's, a, that's something that we have taken up, but we hope to live up to that, yeah. right? Yeah. Aspirations. And uh, it's been wonderful just talking to you. Pleasure. Right? Uh, again, an inspiration on how uh, women as general can uh, go forward and build up a reputation for themselves, but also inspire other people to uh, do amazing things out there. Right? Thank you so much. If, if that's a message that you're carrying forward, that means a lot to me because, mm-hmm. um, as I said, just, just stand up for yourself, start up for yourself, believe in yourself, uh, negate away anything that you can count on as support or anything because start with yourself, count everything else as a bonus. You get it, great. You don't get it, your journey continues. Right. And, and that's that's the way I built whatever little I have. And then, of course, there's miles to go. Beautifully put. Right. Uh, nothing more to add on that. <laughs> that's all it. Right. Uh, so, again, thank you for coming on to the show. We'll be ending the session here. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks.